Hi, and welcome to The Turbulent World, with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. Increasingly, the United States is caught in a catch-22, with tension mounting in the Red Sea, Israel maintaining unabated its assault on the Gaza Strip, and the International Court of Justice, or ICJ, possibly ruling that Israel may be committing genocide. A court ruling against Israel would bolster Yemen's Houthi rebels, who assert that attacks on Israel-related shipping in the Gulf are justified under the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. The Convention obligates signatories to pursue the enforcement of the genocide prohibition. The obligation constituted the basis for South Africa's case against Israel before the ICJ. The Houthis, who control much of Yemen, including the capital Sana'a, based their justification on Yemen being a party to the convention, even if their government has not been internationally recognized. Britain challenged the Houthis' legal reasoning in a policy paper insisting that the decision to strike the Houthis, together with the United States, was lawfully taken. The paper argued that the United States and Britain were permitted under international law to use force in such circumstances where acting in self-defense is the only feasible means to deal with an actual or imminent armed attack and where the force used is necessary and proportionate. The United States and Britain twice hit Houthi military targets this week in retaliation for Houthi attacks on Gulf shipping and U.S. and U.K. naval vessels in Gulf waters. Nevertheless, the United States' dilemma is that it is damned if it does and damned if it doesn't. The U.S. cannot afford to fail to ensure safe and secure shipping passage in crucial Gulf waters. Yet with public opinion, regionally and internationally, critical of U.S. support for Israel, this week's U.S. and British strikes against the Houthis are widely perceived as serving Israel's interests and threatening to turn the Gaza war into a regional conflagration. A court ruling against Israel would reinforce that perception. Public perceptions and the threat of a regional conflagration persuaded Middle Eastern states, with the exception of Bahrain, home to the U.S. Fifth Fleet, to distance themselves from the U.S. efforts to deter the Houthis. Middle Eastern states doubt the U.S. and U.K. strikes will deter the Houthis. Instead, the strikes are likely to brandish the Houthis' positioning as the only Arab force willing to counter the Israeli assault with more than statements and humanitarian aid to Gaza. Without exception, Middle Eastern states believe that only an end to hostilities in Gaza can prevent the war from escalating regionally. They are concerned that deterring the Houthis 
would involve a full-fledged attack that could lead to another forever war and draw Iran into the conflagration militarily. In addition, some countries, like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, fear that they could be targeted if they join the U.S. In addition, Saudi Arabia is concerned that an escalation of tensions in the Red Sea could jeopardize efforts to conclude an agreement with the Houthis that would extricate the kingdom from its nine-year military intervention in Yemen. The Houthis' attacks on shipping resonate with protesters against the Gaza war across the globe, and supporters of the boycott, diversification, and sanctions, or BDS movement, that targets Israel. Thousands of BDS supporters took to the streets in Malaysia and Indonesia this weekend. Unlike Indonesia, Malaysia is one of the few countries that allows Hamas to operate and raise funds in the country. It is also the only country alongside the Houthis to target Israel-related shipping. Last month, Malaysia banned all Israeli flag cargo vessels and vessels scheduled to sail to Israel from docking at its ports in a response to the war in Gaza. Even so, in October, authorities suspended a non-governmental group that funneled donations to Hamas and froze $15 million in assets on suspicion of misuse of funds and money laundering. Malaysians, like others in several countries, have boycotted Western fast food brands in protest against the Gaza war. In response, Saudi-owned Gerbang Alaf Restaurants, or GAR, which operates the McDonald's franchise in Malaysia, has sued BDS for $1.3 million in damages, asserting that the movement had made false and defamatory statements that linked the brand to Israel's genocidal war against Palestinians in Gaza. BDS has denied the assertion. GAR inserted that the boycott had led to profit loss and job cuts due to closures and shortened operating hours of its outlets. McDonald's global CEO, Chris Kempinski, conceded last week that the Gaza war was having a meaningful business impact on the company. Mr. Kepeshinsky did not qualify the impact, but McDonald's is expected to report earnings later this month. McDonald's was targeted after its Israeli affiliate said in October that it had given thousands of free meals to Israel Defense Forces personnel and was donating meals to all those who are involved in the defense of the state, hospitals, and surrounding areas. Some McDonald's franchises in Indonesia and Pakistan said they had made donations to aid organizations in Gaza. McDonald's and Starbucks outside the major cities are empty. You have people now wanting to buy Nestle products. BDS people here say it's all frictional employment. It's not. People are going to be out of jobs for a long time, said a Malaysian analyst. He added, 
that local brands are not going to be able to offer the same terms of employment, nor would they be able to expand quickly enough to take up any slack left. Few are investing in this economy. The boycott of U.S. brands adds to the United States' bind. A majority of U.S. states have passed bills and executive orders designed to discourage boycotts of Israel. Many of them have been passed with broad bipartisan support. The orders have been challenged in the courts as violations of freedom of speech. The Supreme Court last year opted not to review a law that penalizes boycotting Israel in Arkansas. Even so, calls for boycotts of Israel and U.S. brands are likely to be fueled not only by the continuation of the Gaza War, but also by a potential International Court of Justice ruling against Israel and escalating hostilities in the Red Sea. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's column and podcast. The Turbulent World with James M. Dorsey depends on the support of its readers. For the past 12 years, I have maintained free distribution as a way of maximizing impact. I am determined to keep it that way. However, to avoid putting up a paywall, I need the support of a core of voluntary paid subscribers to cover the cost of producing the column and podcast. If you believe that the column and podcast add value to your understanding and that of the broader public, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. 